Yeah, it's me, the master of the Tornado DDT Fuego Del Sol, and you are watching and listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. You know, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You can call me your Sherpa. But as every Sherpa has a good guide to go with them, I have to ask for somebody else's expertise. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, this person can be found on BCW, OSW, New Texas Pro Wrestling, Southern Plain Championship Wrestling, and SPCW. Welcome, Aaron Harmis. What's up, man? What's up? How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Just, you know, living this wrestling life. Right, right. Especially, like, post-pandemic, like, trying to, like, get all the ball rolling again and, like, everything. Everybody's like, mandate, mandate, mandate. So, like, vaccines and masks and all this stuff. I'm like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been crazy, man. I've actually, I've actually had a better wrestling career after the pandemic than I feel like I did before the pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's, I took that, uh, the pandemic time and just like reinvented myself and, you know, took the new product of myself and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing wrestling by the horns this year. And, uh, I feel like that's what I've done and we're only in September. So I'm just on the grind, man. Nice, man. Nice, nice. Because, you know, we are recording this on the day that the PWI 500 came out. So, I mean, congratulations to all the dudes who made that list. You know, I wasn't one of them. And that's probably because I've only been doing this for 19 months. And I don't feel no bitterness about that at all. <laughs> so, let's let's get this thing cooked off, man. I got so, my first question is for you. Who is Aaron Harms? Man, Aaron Harms is just a kid that was born in West Texas that grew up. with pro wrestling and folks you know um very competitive my whole life i played football every since third grade high school um there was actually a couple years where wrestling and football kind of you know meshed together and that was rough but um man outside the business i'm just a uh laid-back guy i like to hang out with my family i'm married i got two daughters one's four-year-olds one's four years old one's a year old um I go to work, man, and I just like to have a good time. Inside the ring, though, I'm very intense. I'm hard-hitting. Uh, I'm loud. I just like to make the impact and um, do what I'm there to do. So in the ring, I'm turned up to the highest level. Outside, I'm just laid back, man. I'm cool to be around. I like to hang around people, have a good time, have some drinks every now and then. And be in the gym. That's about it. So it's a good life. Like that's a great life. You know, I can I can relate. Like yeah. I have I have one kid of my own. I like to sit back. Uh, my myself too. I'm turned up to a thousand. But then, like you know, I also pretend that I'm a, a a superhero that pretends that the fourth wall exists, and I still interact with people. Like. <laughs> 
No, I, I, you know, what's so funny, man, is that you mentioned uh, being from Texas and uh, I actually grew up in Amarillo in Lubbock. So like I'm familiar okay. with what North Texas is like. Um, actually, right. I lived in shallow water and I was just staying outside on Fort, uh, Reese Air Force Base. So yeah, I'm very okay. familiar with what North Texas looks like. And then when I joined the military, I was in South Texas, part of San Antonio and then San Angelo. So like, I'm kind of familiar with the area, man, like knowing, knowing how it's a 12 hour drive and you're still in one state, which <laughs> blows my you mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, I got to ask though, like, how did you get into the sport? Cause let's be real. Like you said, Texas is known for like wrestling and football. And if you're not in the football scene, you, you know, you're obviously a part of something else. So talk to me about that. So <clears throat> I was, uh, I think I was like 14 years old and I was on MySpace. I want to say it was MySpace. And uh, I saw that there was a uh, wrestling company running, you know, at this convention center. And I ended up messaging them and I was like, I hope this is serious. This is what I really want to do. Blah, 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 blah. You know, just kind of spilled it all out. And they messaged me back and they were like, why don't you come down to the show and check it out? And I'm like, cool. So I grabbed my dad and we go, you know, and uh, I got to stand next to the ring. And it was it was my first time experiencing like a full indie show, you know. Um, So that was really cool. And then just being around the ring, man, and I fell in love with wrestling like in person at that point um and and the guy was like he had a, he had a little school that he kind of broke my heart but i went on about my life later and i ended up pretending or calling my dad and was like you know, I saw the passion in your son's eyes. And if you are willing to sign a waiver of consent, I'll train him. And my dad was down with it because, I mean, that was, you know, that's how we bonded, right? It was football and wrestling. Is always how it was. So he was completely down with it. So I got my little whatever money I needed to go to the school. And I started just at it, man. And we trained in a boxing ring. Right. I was 14 years old, just getting the hell beat out of me by this like 37 year old pro wrestler. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I loved every minute of it. You know what I mean? And um, he later then introduced me to um, a guy named Fred Urban um, and he had his own school. And that is where that really became my home. Um, I trained there for about a year and then had my first uh, show in 2011. Um, I kind of did a bad oil, you know what I mean? That's kind of what's known for everybody's first, right? I did a bad <laughs> oil and I was this little skinny 15 year old kid. And um, from then on, it has just been. Like I said, grabbing wrestling by the horns and going for a ride. And I'm now 26 and uh, I've been at it. Yo, you bring up like an interesting point talking about how like your first match was like a battle royal. And like, I feel like that's everybody's like introduction to 
the yeah. to your pro to your pro career like you just you're just stuck in this thing and everybody's like all right the only thing you're gonna do is just you're gonna get thrown over the top rope just uh you know make it look nice and then you know just go to the back they just want to see if you can do you can do what they're you're told and it's it's funny that you bring yeah. it up because i thought about mine too right. and i was like man that's that's right there that's really what i did too <laughs> yeah you're in, you're in a ring with veterans and they just just beating the hell out of you dude. <laughs> and then they you're, you're trying to listen but there's like all sorts of stuff going on you're not trying to get distracted but like someone's this person comes in like hey take this uppercut pow and you're like oh and then another right. guy comes in and is like hold your hold your chin up and you're like pow. <laughs> all right now yeah. go over the top rope <laughs> yeah man but you know that was i don't know like i said that's like everyone's introduction i feel and and the fact that i trained for dude i had a i want to say about a year and a half of training before my first show you know and it really I feel like it prepared me the best. Um, I, I was able to like hone what I could hone before getting in there. Now, looking back, that, that battle royal, like I see a video of it and it's so embarrassing. You know what I mean? Of course. But I feel like I couldn't have been um, any well, more well trained at that time. I, you know, I thought I was God's gift to battle royals at that time you know what i mean looking back i'm like what are you doing <laughs> you know so it's it's just an experience man it's a ride and like i said it's it's a ride like no other right no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and i thought about that too like in my first match like i was like yeah i'm gonna be all cool and like this badass person and i watched my first match back and i was like and this, I'm only, and like I said, like I've only been in for less, it's less than two years. I, I saw my first match. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> now, wait, like five years down the road when you watch that match, you're oh, going to be like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, bro? Like, you, it's, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> so, seeing how you've been in the business for quite some time, I just need to know, man, like, what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken? Uh, I was, I can't even think about, I, I was in this like tag team gauntlet match something. And I was in maybe probably three years in the business at this time. And, um, <clears throat> there was this guy, he was huge. I mean, like, like viscera, you know what I mean? Maybe not that big, but you get the point, right? He was just <laughs> a big old dude. And uh, <clears throat> so I get, I get pinned or whatever, and I'm eliminated. And I roll out of the ring, and I guess I rolled out on his side of the ring, you know, ring awareness, right? And they didn't have padding on the floor at this time. And uh, I get up from selling, and I turn around, and he's coming full-blown, clothesline, on the concrete mm. and like the concrete hurt right but the clothesline itself dude there was no tucking my head there was no like protecting there was no bumping right it was just force and then an unmovable force the floor 
And still to this day, I don't think I've taken than that. Oh, damn. And I've, and I've done dives and I don't know, man. That that was that would have to say that was the pain most painful for sure. And it, and I remember my dad and my my stepmom were sitting on the barricade right there when it, they were watching the show, and they had to come back and like, you know, are you good? Or because I was, I don't know, seventeen, eighteen at the time, maybe. And uh, so, like, are you all right? Like, dude, the whole fans were worried about me because I mean, you could hear it rock the building. And so far, that's been my worst bump. And I know people have had way worse. And I'm lucky I haven't had worse. You know what I mean? Um, I've had a lot of concussions and I've been knocked out. But painful wise, that's been the worst one. That's, yeah, I can, uh, I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. I haven't, I've, been, I've been kind of fortunate. Like, I haven't had any, like, terrible bumps yet. So, uh you know, it'll happen. I'm sure. Well, I'm just, I just haven't seen it yet, but I'm just curious. Okay. So from, from the worst bump, then I'm guessing, but I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping there's probably another one, but, and that sounds kind of morbid for me to say, but what's the hardest you've been hit then? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, let's just call it a strike. Like what's the hardest you've ever been hit? Uh, been hit hard a lot (laughs) that's a rough one um so i'm sure you're aware of uh well i guess i can't call him that uh stallion rogers right yeah kurt (laughs) yeah i'm not sure what i'm allowed so we trained together and uh we had wrestled a few times and like me and him would just beat the hell out of each other like i talked to him i don't know probably a year ago about it and he was like we were so stupid because we would go in the crowd and just i'm talking forearms dude insane it's 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 like it was unsafe to be honest you know what i mean but we wanted to like give the crowd their money's worth type thing uh chops um so one of my mentors uh pat tanaka um he, I wrestled him two nights in a row. And the first night, he has me outside the ring and he's just going to town chopping me, dude, to the point to where I'm bleeding. My chest is bleeding. And Brett Hart was also on the show. So I get to the back and Brett looks at me and he goes, You worked Pat, didn't you? I was like, yes, sir, I did. And I was only wrestling two years at this time, you know, but Pat Tanaka's chops are, I mean, I've never felt Ric Flair's chops or the Big Show's chops, but Pat Tanaka's chops by the worst I've had. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've been knocked out. Uh, it was in a training match, but my brother-in-law went to give me a curb stomp and didn't let go of my hands so that I could protect myself, right? Mm-hmm. And my head bounced off the canvas and I was out cold. <laughs> man, <laughs> listen, I there's feel, a I, lot, man. That's what I, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I'm gonna say that curb stomp wasn't 
wasn't directed at you. He might have just been like a little, I don't know. I don't know. You might have been a little upset that night. Maybe <laughs> yeah. got into an argument and was just like, oh, if I can't take it out of her, right. I got her brother. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, man. Well, then, like, man, those, those are, yeah, I could not imagine being chopped that much where my chest is bleeding or just eating a curb stomp. And, you know, that's that's rough. I'm just curious, though, from hardest hits, let's talk about, like, on the mental side, right? Like, what's been one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn in the business? Shut your mouth. <laughs> like, and, and that's to a point because, you know, there's there's been a lot of, like, especially, like, when you're real green, you know? Just do what you're told. You know, that was a big thing when you're in the ring with, with a veteran or um, someone who's leading the match. Right. And like, say you said you've been in 19 months, right? Yeah. Well, if you, if you're in, the, in a match with someone who's been in 10, 15, 20 years, listen to what they got to say. You know what I mean? Don't try to override them. Don't try to be that. I want to get my shade in guy. Just follow them. They're going to take care of you. You know what I mean? Because when I was in that stage, man, it was, I would not listen or even in training, like I would want to put my two cents in or whatever, dude. And it, I paid for it. Right. And me being young and dumb, right. Everyone's done it. You're going to do it. Right. Like every, it's just how it is. Um, but also just protect yourself, man, because like I said, I've had now two two concussions were outside of wrestling. So in wrestling, I've had seven concussions. Um, so just protect yourself, man. Make sure you're you're tucking your head. Make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know, train, be in the gym, take care of your body. You know, be aware that. Your body only has so many bumps. So there's no need to go do all these crazy like moves in front of 15 people. You know what I mean? You can have a you can have a great match and give the people what they came to see without killing yourself. You know, and that's something that I had to learn as well. Slow down. Um, less is more less is more and you'll get there you know what i mean they're gonna as long as you do what you're supposed to do you'll get there and people will see it and you'll get noticed and take your time don't rush it slow down protect yourself and shut your mouth that's it <laughs> those are awesome really good lessons learned because like the next question i was gonna ask you is like you know what advice would you have for upcoming wrestlers Pretty much, you just gave like three really good bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, seeing how you know this, that that's just great advice to give to people, just in life as well, not just in just the general oh, just wrestling. But yeah, definitely sure. in life. Just listen. Like you don't have to yeah. talk all the time. Uh, but seeing how you've kind of been in the business for a little while, and I'm sure you've probably been in like a bunch of different locker rooms. I do need to know. I need one do. And one don't of the locker room. One do, 
is be respectful. Um, you know, shake everyone's hand, introduce yourself. Um, don't be a jerk. You know what I mean? That that reflects that reflects you to this guy. And if this guy is going to work for this company and that company wants to book you, then this guy's gonna be like, no, that guy doesn't have locker room etiquette. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to bring someone to my shows if I'm a promoter or a booker that's gonna sit there and be a jerk to my roster, right? So just be respectful, you know, um, the good rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated. Um, and one don't is don't be the don't be the superstar, you know. Um, and that does fall in line with the being respectful, but don't go in there like acting like you main evented WrestleMania three times, right? Because you haven't. You know what I mean? Um, and bring your own wrist tape. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that so much. Like, I hear that so much. The crazy thing is, right? So, full disclosure for everybody on this show, right? Like, and those who are listening, this is the 163rd interview that we've done, right? And out of the hundred, whenever I ask that question, I'm like, hey, what's like, whenever I start asking this question, I'm like, I'm doing a don't, you will not believe how many times I've heard bring wrist tape. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is we've all done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've all, everyone who has said that have also at one point been like, hey, bro, you got some wrist tape? <laughs> I've done it. You know what I mean? Now I just go to a cat by the big old packages of like, you know, six or eight rolls, and then I keep a few in my gym, my, my gear bag, and you know, I'm good. But yeah, you know, everybody's done it. I'm that guy though, because like I wear like gloves and stuff, so I don't have to like really wear like wrist tape, right? So I have all these gloves and stuff, but I have like I I'm the guy that's in the in the in the back. So if you're like, do you have wrist tape? And I I'm, my reaction back is like, well, what color are you looking for? And just people's faces, they're just like. Like, what do you mean? Like, why well, white, black, blue, red, pink? What, like, what color are you looking for? They're like, oh. <laughs> and so then I say no as I hear, hey, man, do you have green wrist tape? I'm like, do you have green gear? Why, why would I have green wrist tape? But yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man, it is funny that everybody keeps mentioning that, but it's funny that that was one. I like that, though. Like, don't, you're, don't act like you're a superstar. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's just like, should be just a general rule in life anyway. Like not everybody knows who you are. And if you're as good as you say you are, you won't have to act like you're better than everything else. Can you hear me?
Yeah. So one thing that you had mentioned, and it's, it's something I'll just touch back on too. Like you said, like, just don't walk into a locker room and act like you're a superstar because like, if your work is good as is as good as you say it is, you won't have to be that person. Like people will just know, and you can still be a nice, respectful dude. So that's like really like, there's a really great thing to tell people like, Hey, that's a great dome. Don't act like a superstar. Just be yourself <laughs> be humble. Yes, sir. But that is all my hard hitting questions. So now we need to jump into the second greatest po- segment of the three count podcast. People ask me, what's the first I tell them it's the red dog power rankings that you can find every Sunday on the three count podcast debate show that goes live every Sunday. So let's get into the three count podcast, 10 count questions, Aaron, This is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, that is your answer. Are you ready to play the game? Let's go. (laughs) So we're going to add added pressure by putting on an imaginary timer. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Friday. Marvel or DC? I'm not a superhero guy. That's a fail. Favorite color? Blue. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite rest hold? Ooh. Oh, the sleeper. I'll okay. keep it old. <laughs> Bench press or deadlifts? Bench press. Favorite podcast? Three count podcast. That's right. Nominate <laughs> one person that you want to see on this show. Justin Taylor. Hey, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show: favorite curse word. Fuck. That's right. That's just a good f bomb. All it needs. <laughs> Man, I've been holding my tongue this whole time because I didn't know if I could say what I wanted to say or not. <laughs> Man, I, that's the first question I saw people. I'm like, Amy, do you have any questions? Like, you legitimately, any questions? Yeah, man, can we curse? Oh, yeah. You can say whatever you Ooh. want. And then I try to mirror people. So, like, if you're right. not cursing, I'm not trying to curse either. So. <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> right. So, I got to ask, uh, you mentioned being in the military. Yes. What, bra- uh, what branch? Air Force. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What what branch? Army. Okay. Look at you. So one of my really good friends, actually two of my really good friends, were prior Army. Um, one of them being D- Derek Pizzatoro and the other one being Roman Roselle, who are a part of a team called Violence of Action. And they're also signed with Grunt Style. So... <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we could talk about it more offline. Um, but those are all my questions that I have for you. So my only thing for you left, man, is can you let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram at Aaron.harms1. That's A-A-R-O-N dot H-A-R-M-E-S and the number one. Um, Facebook. Aaron Harms and YouTube, just Aaron Harms. Bet. And there you have it. You can find him there, but you know what this means. This means we're closing out the show. 
taking it home. And that is it for the Three Count Podcast. Presents now entering the ring. Like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. Your Sherpa, but even Sherpas have to ask for advice. And so it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see him right there. He's now entering the ring. Call him out. Aaron Harms is here. And guys, you know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait till this episode ends. The outro plays. And I guarantee another one of our episodes is up next. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.